Welcome to the Dads Know Best podcast, advice for men, powered by Exodus 90. The advice you're about to hear is for entertainment purposes only. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this is, as always, as you know, as everyone, all of our fans know, the handsomest and most intelligent panel of podcast hosts ever assembled in any form of media whatsoever. But we've had quite a change to the appearance of one of the three handsomest uh, podcast hosts of all time, Joe Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. We were talking before the show. He comes on here. I mean, you know, it, with the clean cut, I told this guy, tell it, he'll tell you how old he actually is. I said he should be, he could easily be 28, 29. The guy has five kids and he works, he works his butt off for his kids and for his family. And he still looks like this. So Joel, what is the secret, man? What, and, and, and tell the people, let the cat out of the bag. All right. This is the secret. All right. So people will be like, it's cope. It's genetics. No, it's not. I got married young, had lots of married sex. All right. Lots of it. I stopped drinking <laughs> about 30 and I was never a heavy drinker to begin with. And I was never a smoker. So, uh, no, no, yeah, no chasing, no chasing tail. No stressed out about like where's where's my next hookup gonna come from. It was it was already at home. I got the home cooking, so it keeps you young. So, so the lower stress, and it, I, I'll I'll co-sign the alcohol thing. I I uh, I hadn't I hadn't had a drink in eleven years. I was probably mm -hmm. twenty whatever I was twenty six the last time, and that was when I quit all the other stuff too. Uh -huh. And that stuff will age you, man. That stuff will age you quick. Yeah, it's like, dude, you, like, I, I remember, like, my, my friends would be going out, be like, oh, man, I'm trying to, like, go hook up with somebody, and I'm like, okay. Yeah, I'm not really <laughs> like, worrying like, about and that. And not, not only that, but it's like, yeah, you're going to spend $200 on drinks? I mean, uh, you know, I was never rolling in dough, so I was like, th this just makes more sense for me. I I'm going to go home, woman I love. I'm not having to worry about, I got to take a test to see what STDs I got. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Those I know, I, I know it's, it's like, dude, like this, this night of pleasure. And now you got to stress out about taking a test and what you got. And it, it burns when you pee. Like, <laughs> Those will put some miles on you. That'll put, <laughs> that's like, uh, what's the difference between like highway miles and uh, stop and go? Yeah. Church Sunday miles. Yeah, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what. I I stopped drinking in my forties. Imagine how good I would have looked if I stopped earlier. God. I know. Dang. Well, that would just wouldn't have been fair. It but just wouldn't know, have been. No. But you know, I, I'm I'm gonna switch this topic a little bit. My mother, she's in her seventies. She looks like she's forty. Drinking really abuses women's skin, though. It, drinking and smoking is absolute disaster for women. I know where dads knows best, but dads can tell you, you know, my wife looks like a little girl. It's no drinking, man. <laughs> yeah. No drinking. We, I'll, so we, we're good on that, but dude, there's, I don't understand the five kids and how you can not, not, and still look so good, man, because we, you know how your iPhone will send you like the, the flashback pics every once in a while, like mm -hmm. you'll get it. And we were, we'll look through those, me and my wife. And, <laughs> And we put up some yesterday. It was only like three years ago from when our from when our firstborn was like one. And we were looking at the pictures and it was the most depressing thing. I was like, please tell me these were AI touched up or 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 portrait mode or whatever to make us look younger. She's like, no, nah, these this is what we looked like. We looked ten years younger and it was only three years ago. 
it's like the president, right? The president ages. Yeah. After. Oh man. <laughs> Obama looked ninety. Yeah, he, he was like, yo, he, he went out. in there, all black, came out gray, son. Yeah, he you he was it, smoking too, menthols. You know oh. who did? Trump didn't age at all. I think he's the only no, president who never aged. Yeah, and it, and he was eating McDonald's. Trump was just crushing McDonald's and just, but, but you know, he's 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 truly built different. He that really guy, is. Guy, he's got different genetics for sure. Yeah. What was it when he got when he got a uh, COVID? It's like they never seen genetics so powerful. <laughs> I have the best genetic. <laughs> they said they never seen anything like this. Doctors, I use that. I tell my wife. I tell my wife. I my doctor. My doctor really did say this the last time I went to see him. He was like, "Oh, he took my vitals." He's like, "You're gonna be with us a long time." And I was like, "That's a pretty good thing for a doctor to say." Yeah. But uh, but that that somehow turned into me telling my wife that he told he told me that I have the best cholesterol. Just the best mm-hmm. he's ever seen, and that's uh, that's from Trump. He's got to be the funniest president ever that, oh my I, that God, I can dude. remember. It was, was amazing. Clever. It was he's the best four years. So good. He's got that. Yeah, we got we got the best cholesterol, and uh, uh, you know, Barry Obama. He he uh, he, he, came, he took it on the chin. Came out looking <laughs> a little bit rough. And that's and that's with like everybody behind him supporting him. Imagine if like he got reamed like. Oh, like dude, Bush yeah. or or like Trump? Oh my yeah, gosh! They, they they were hitting him with kid gloves the whole eight <laughs> years, and he still and he still came out like that. What do you think? Like uh, I had this thought about I. So I, I'm a big in Living Color fan. I don't know if you guys remember oh, Damon, that show. Damon Wayne or is that Damon? Yeah, the the Wayne's yeah. brothers, yeah, yeah, Jamie yeah, yeah, Fox. Yeah. It's like how how much fun yeah, would that show have been with? during the Obama presidency, during Trump and Biden, like they would just, the jokes just like, are, they're all there for them, man. Like they could have just cleaned up. And Saturday Night Live is like not funny at all. So it's oh, like, dude, some, some, somebody has to make fun of these presidents, man. Was it Living Color back then? Was it, I, I used to watch it. I don't remember much. It, is it considered way too edgy right now? Because you don't see reruns of that anywhere. Yeah, they, it was uh, it was like racial humor that you would definitely never get away with now. Oh, Jim it, Carrey was on it too. Jim Carrey yeah, came up gosh, through there. Man. Jim Carrey he came up fireman, through it. Right? Yeah, he was the fireman with the burn. He was the Fire burn Mar- victim. Fire Marshal Bill, <laughs> let me show you something. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer. David uh, Wayans. There was a, who was the da- Damon Wayans had this one where he was like a a prison intellectual, so he would just make up these words like in prison because he was like the intellectual. So it it was just it's just like so funny because it sounds like how college students talk now. Oh, like I need to try that sound, one. Yeah, it's just his name is like Orenthal or something like that. <laughs> Oswald, Oswald. His name is Oswald. Oswald. Yeah, yeah. So he, like, it's really funny, man. I need to watch that one. Color search. I have to watch some of those again. I remember those were amazing. Jennifer were. Lopez was on that too. Yeah, she was. Oh, she was the dan- she was a dancer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how she got her start. Yeah, fly girl. Yeah, t- TV used to be really funny. Like you could turn on TV, you could watch Martin, you could watch Fresh Prince, you could watch, you know, Living Color. Um, I'm I'm watching I'm watching uh, Home Improvement with my kids right now. Yeah, and they yeah. are they are laughing like. They would watch these YouTube videos and they, they might get like a silly little chuckle, but now it's like belly laughs because like there's a story, there's like sets up sets up for it, and it's just like man, it's it's been a lot of fun watching that with my kids. Tim Allen is good. He and, is, and that's a good dad too. Like he, mm-hmm. he's 
He's a little goofy, probably, but he's not. He's not like Homer Simpson, Peter Griffin, Mm-mm. the way they make dads now. He was capable, and he was he was in charge. I like I like that depiction, Tim Allen. No, it, it's been really funny. Like like uh, I posted a picture the other day because I was watching it, and like so he was in his garage lifting weights with his kids. Was he? Oh, I saw. Yeah, yeah, I saw yeah. That. yeah. And, and so it's just like yeah. If I had to think of like TV dads, it would be him and Home Improvement, and then a a, a show that Pi doesn't get its due was the Bernie Mac show. He where he t- he takes on Bernie Mac was good. his uh his mom her sister's kid, so he's like a foster dad, but kind of going through that. So that was also like a awesome like a family dad depiction that I can think of. Those two, because I, well, I was thinking about this. Bernie Mac is good. I saw some post about him. Apparently, he was he was he didn't play the whole. He was wise to the Hollywood mm-hmm. darkness, the mm-hmm. the Weinstein type stuff, <laughs> and and how kid stars were treated, especially. Mm-hmm. Like he, he 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 didn't play any of that. And there was a behind the scenes; they were doing a photo shoot for, I guess, a promo for the Bernie Mac show. And I think there's a kid with like a intellectual disability on the show, maybe. Uh, and the and the actor, the kid actor, also had that disability. And and one of the people that was setting up the photo tried to like put the kid on Bernie Mac's lap while they were mm-hmm. taking a picture and he stopped him right now. He was like, no, 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 no. He was like, we're not going to do that. He's like, we're not, I don't want any, I don't want, I don't even want anyone to, to have the opportunity to infer that something like that is happening to this kid. Like I want him off of me, get him, get him to the side mm-hmm. and we'll take the picture like that. And I thought that was pretty cool. He was like, we're not, we're, we're not letting any of this kind of Hollywood it's, stuff it's, with these that, kids. Yeah. Slide. That's tomfoolery. Yeah. yeah. Cause that's, you, you know, that's what they do, dude. They try, they try a little bit, see what they can get away with. And then the next thing you know, Give an inch, take a mile. You know, Hollywood is evil. It's terrible. of evil. Terrible. Every single kid, dude. Like people, people act like they imagine. So you just have to assume the worst with those people, because what what the the producers who are making the decisions on who to cast, they have millions of people who are desperate to get in some show or some movie. Of course, they're going to pick the ones that they can take advantage of. Of course, they are. That's that's the dark side of human nature, and and unfortunately, that's the people that we have out there. So you just have to assume that every single person that you see on TV has had to do something uh, unfortunate or, or depraved to get in that position. You're absolutely right. 100%. You know what? You know what sucks is because like I remember like they would make fun of like these growing up. It's like all oh, this child the actor goes crazy, drug problems, whatever. It's oh, like, dude, that's because they all well, got now, molested. Yeah, yeah. Now that you think about it, it's like how would they not? Oh yeah. I mean, almost all of them, I would, I would bet, had something terrible, traumatic happen to them as a result of being on those sets. The, one, the ones that do make it out, you know, uh, Frankie Muniz, uh, Malcolm, Malcolm in the Middle, in the middle? Mm-hmm. he's from down the road from me. Okay. He, grew up, he grew up in one town over, and his parents stuck with it. Like, that's, that's the ones who make it out, is the ones whose parents are like, you can do this, but I'm not letting you out of my sight. Mm-hmm. I'm not letting you go anywhere, in any room, with any of these people, ever. You're never getting out of my sight. And uh, the producers, of course, hate it because they can't be, yeah, can't be disgusting people with them. But the, but Frankie Muniz made it out, and he he like invested his money really smartly, and he's just chilling right now. He's and like so, a race car driver or something like that. Now. I don't know. I, I, I seen something, something about him within like the last year, and it was like, oh, all right, good for yeah, you. He, like, I never I never watched that show because I was like in that age where like I was like too cool for certain things, and so I was like, yeah, nah, yeah. I'm not gonna watch it. But I don't know. The guy from uh, Breaking Bad was on it, so I, I, I know that. But I, again, it wasn't really my jam. 
Yeah, he was the dad. Brian Brian Cranston. Cranston, yeah. Well, that guy's been around for a while. Yeah, he was on Seinfeld at first. I think oh, he was on his first oh, think, yeah, he was a dentist, I think, right? Uh he? yeah. Yeah, he think, was he was something on like, um, you're an anti- Seinfeld trivia needs dusting up. I need to get dust up on it. I, I mean, you got it's like more important things to do, right? It's like you got a kid. It's like let me just some yeah. like Seinfeld trivia. Let me let me uh, be an encyclopedic Seinfeld uh, person. You guys, now, like, you guys like Seinfeld and like curb your enthusiasm? I did. Yeah, I, I liked it. Curb your enthusiasm was pretty was actually pretty funny, but again, that was like HBO, and so I didn't really watch that so much. I always I always wondered. Like, I'm a New York City guy, so I find that humor. I love it. I find it interesting growing up being friends with so many Jews, but I don't know how the rest of the people can take to that. Yeah. I, I, I was, uh, I never actually never watched Seinfeld. Like some people do, like they, they know all the, all the episodes, but I, I got into the curb, your enthusiasm for a while. And the situational stuff is funny mm-hmm. because it's, because it's just, I'm the same way. Like if somebody, if, if somebody like screw, like they, they're not, they don't mean to ever screw me over, but I, in my head, I'm like, oh, this motherfucker, and and like, <laughs> and and I'll and me and Pete have talked about this before. You like make up make up reasons to just like hate on somebody, and then you yeah. use that as motivation, and it's then like, you go and like you build a spite business about them or something or whatever you're my it is. Enemy. You're yeah. like, you guys got that. You. you guys got yeah. that. You guys got that Jordan in you. Yeah, that dude. dog. Make up. Uh, oh my god. Slights. My this wife doesn't even know it. My wife was so. My wife got fed up the other night because we. We uh we we were, we ordered pizza for the kids because I I had run like a long training run for the half marathon. I have to talk about half marathon. That's the rule of training for a half marathon. Oh, okay, perfect. It's gotcha. like being a yeah. it's like being a vegan. You yeah. have to talk about it. But I, I yeah, it's like CrossFit. But I, I so I ordered. There's a grocery store that makes them in the store, and they're pretty good, usually. But I ordered. I caught it up, and there's like this 18 year old kid who answers the phone, and he's just dumb as bricks. And he has no idea. And I was like, the first thing I asked him, I was like, uh, I was like, can I get one? Uh, I got to get two pizzas, one with whatever, one with whatever. And he was like, yeah, sure. What size? I said, okay, uh, well, what size do they come in? And he said, I kid you not. Well, they're all the same size. Oh, and I was like, bro, why are you wasting my time asking me, <laughs> asking me what size? There's only one option. And then... And so I was like, I, there's a few more things on the phone where I'm like, this guy can't can't rub two brain cells together. And I get to the store and he's back there and he's like cooked our he's cooked our pizzas and he's just put probably like two and a half pounds of cheese on each one. Oh. I pick up the box and I'm doing arm curls with him and I open it up like, dude, this is gonna make us sick. It's just too much. <laughs> but anyway, he, he didn't mean anything by it. He's just an, he's just a kid. But the whole rest of the night, I was like fuming over this guy. I was like, this freaking kid. Like ruined, he messed up our pizzas, and I, I, I and my wife finally was like, "You've got to shut up. You've got to stop talking about this eighteen-year-old kid because he had no idea that he was that he, he was not trying to screw you over." I was like, "Yeah, he was. This this Maybe. this. <laughs> He's trying to he, mess with me. Yeah. He was probably just stoned. Yeah, that's probably all it was. Yeah. What and, size? But how 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 much more would you have had to pay though for like adding extra cheese? Right, that's like probably like a dollar or two more, and he just hooked you up with like two pounds of it. He probably he that's... was probably stoned. He thought he was helping. He was like, "I got this guy. This is gonna be yeah. good, man. I like this guy." Yeah, he loved me, and I was just sitting around the rest of the night just fuming, him. just mad at this guy. But that was uh, what? So what did you? So speaking of pizza, that always makes me think of. Did you? Do you guys watch the Super Bowl? I I, I get a lot of crap because I don't. I didn't watch it. 
I didn't watch it. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I did a space. I did my first space. Oh yeah, I saw. Ah oh, man, I was yeah. I was doing something else, but I should have hopped on. I did that because I figured this is a good time. Not a lot of people going to be on, so I could just play with it. So I did. I did that. I refused to watch it. Um, it was nice. Space was interesting. Did you guys watch it? Uh, so I'll, I'll tell you. So background on me. I know I Joel. Love, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love football. <laughs> love it. Like football is one of my favorite things in life. Like before. Before I met my wife, like my, my loves were God, my family, and football. And the first time I ever had my heart broken wasn't because of my wife or girl, it was because of football. Okay. I do not watch the NFL. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. left hook. This is... <laughs> okay. So that's why that's why I kind of had a preface. I coached high school football. I don't watch the, I don't watch the NFL because it's changed so much from like the game that that I played and I new and love so the game has changed and then also part of like the allure for football for me was a guy would be on a team and spend like his career there and so you could hate another team because you know f those guys but now with like free agency guys can hop from team to team so it's seinfeld has this it's you're cheering for laundry it's so it's like guys switch so it's like you're cheering you're cheering for laundry so I'm a big college football guy, but that's kind of changing also. Uh, there's some new rules that are kind of coming into play where that's coming into play. So, like, I, I, I will, like, if I drove by and I saw, like, kids at a park playing, like, on a Saturday morning Pop Warner football, like, I'll stop and watch because I, I love football. Or high school football, I'll, I'll take my kids to go to go watch a high school football game. But the Super Bowl, I, I just, not because I'm against, like, it, the big event of it. It's just I like football, and that's not really my jam. So you well, didn't watch it either. Well, I did because my daughter, I watched like the last, uh, the end of the fourth quarter in overtime because my daughter was like, oh, I want to see the Super Bowl because she's, she's kind of like into the event of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it was on Amazon. So I was like, okay, we can watch it. But I wouldn't give the baby a bath too. So it was like not like a, a, a big deal for me. Was, um, it, was it good, Joel? Like the last, like the last five minutes in the overtime? Was it a good game? Yeah, because... Uh, Patrick Mahomes, like there's some some great players. Like Patrick Mahomes is a is a great player. He is like Tom Brady is considered the goat, but he, to me he was always kind of boring to watch. Whereas Patrick Mahomes, like you're gonna see something incredible. Like that's why you watch Jordan, right? It's like I'm gonna see something incredible. Why'd you watch Kobe? Because I'm gonna see something incredible. It's kind of the same thing with uh, Patrick Mahomes. Whereas with Brady, it was more of a like he's very efficient. So it's I don't know. It just wasn't. It just wasn't as fun. He wasn't but, making plays the same way. Yeah, like like Mahomes, he can run, he can throw, and he does like these crazy throws where you're just like, my gosh, like I've seen a lot of football, and it's like you don't, you just don't see this stuff. Like this is this is amazing, and that's what I think one of the things about sports that's like so great. But I, I actually had a tweet about uh, Taylor Swift saving America. All right, so I don't mm-hmm. care about Taylor Swift. I don't I don't care about the Super Bowl, but what I do care about is like boys playing football because. I think like Harrison, did you play high school football? Yeah. yeah. All right. All of my friends, no matter how ugly or like no kind of like riz or whatever, they all got, (laughs) they all got girls. Why? Because like, you got to like check your nutsack when you play football. So it's not so much like, am I going to go pro or anything? But it's just kind of like this thing that every boy has to go through of like, all right, I got to sack up and, do this thing that I'm kind of scared of. And so like, if we talk about all these like 
problems with like low T levels and, you know, guys not venturing off to ask a girl out, like participation levels in football have dropped off dramatically. Like the high school I went to a few years back, they didn't even have enough kids for a, a freshman football team. Ooh. Yeah. And, and so it's like, well, where are these problems? Like football is a big part of our culture here in America. Like Teddy Roosevelt. Too dangerous, man. I wouldn't, that? Me, I wouldn't put my boys in football. So, well, so I've played with lots, I've played with lots of people and I played in an era when you, you would hit with your head. So I actually hit with my head. They don't do that anymore. No, no. And so I, I think it's, the the studies that they kind of cited, they were like NFL players. It's like, dude, these are guys that have played for like ten years. These are the elite yeah. of the elite. These are and they're going they're way heavier. They're going way faster. Yeah, like like in Pop Warner, the danger there is that they're being taught wrong. So there there is that, but the kids aren't really athletic enough where they can really like hurt each other. So it's like the the higher up you go, the kids get more athletic. But for the most part, most of these guys aren't good athletes where anything's really going to happen to you. Like I was a skinny kid, like skin, like I'm still skinny. So I, I think it's, I think it's over overblown. Cause actually the, there's in soccer, they get more concussions in soccer because of getting hit in the head with the ball. Yeah. There's no, there's no pads. I think that it's, I, I wouldn't worry about the, the concussions for my boys. I mean, like the average, the average high schooler is like what, 150 pounds, 145 pounds, mm -hmm. and but that that is the difference. Uh, like I remember the first because when I played in high school, like half the kids had gone through puberty and half hadn't, mm -hmm. and that that's a big difference. Mm -hmm. So like you're used to like I, I would just run through kids who like I, I went through <laughs> puberty probably like 15 something like that, and I would just run through the other kids who were my size. But then the first time I got hit by like a fully grown young man mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like it was like pushing uh, 200 pounds and i'm sitting there 155 yeah like that rings your bell yeah. i remember it i remember exactly who it was uh his name was david lee and he smashed me i yeah. remember i remember everything about that day because my head spun for like hey. an hour after mm -hmm. so i i played with hundreds of guys so i even went to college and i've only seen one guy like get a concussion and it was like i remember bringing in the locker room and and he was asking me, he's like, hey, hey, Joel, did you see my dad? And I was like, yeah, he's outside. And then like a minute later, he was like, hey, Joel, did you see my dad? So he did, he did that like three times, Ooh. like in a row. And it was like, yeah, he got wrong. This is, you know, it's a, a, a strong kid, strong guy too. But it was just like, that was the difference. Like, it's like, oh, now these are actual dudes here. Like these are all players who were like the best in their high school. And, and now you're here. So there's, there's a difference. And that was when I realized like, I'm not... This is this is where this is where yeah. it ends for me. It's all about this the weight, how much you weigh, and how fast you. Like that's what when we had our 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 oldest was like, I'm sweating, dudes. I, I ran six miles right before this, so I'm like sweating still, because uh, I'm training for a half marathon. That tell you guys yeah. that have to, uh, have to. <laughs> obligatory. <laughs> uh, we had our uh, we had our oldest when he was he was like eight months or nine months, and he fell off the bed. And this was my wife. I was at the gym. So this was all on my wife. It was her fault. But she, <laughs> she of course freaked out and she like called the doctor. She was like, cause he mm -hmm. landed on his head mm -hmm. and, uh, and she freaked out, called the doctor and the doctor said, honestly, at that age, they don't weigh enough to generate enough force to do any real damage. 
and that just scales as you grow. So mm-hmm. like when they like eight, nine, 10 pounds, you don't, you're not weighing up, you're not hitting with enough force. And even as you get up to like, you know, middle school, early high school, you're still a freaking wet noodle. Yeah. But, but then ne- next thing you know, guys, guys get to Julius Pepper size. And that's where, <laughs> that's where it really can get dangerous. Cause everything is just 10 X the force and the power. Yeah, I, I think so. Let's say that it is it is dangerous, and it is. But that's part of the allure for a boy. It's like I, I get to do something dangerous. Like I would, I would, like we some of the some of the things that you could do then you can't you can't do now. And like I, so I coached too, and so it was like you know I, I you know I want safety for these kids for sure. Like I treated them like like they were my own my own sons. But there is an element of you you need to do this because it is dangerous, and you need to learn how to be aware and and do it anyway because i think that we've come to a place now where we're trying to protect our boys so much that even something like football now where it's like well, well i want to protect them it's like okay well they're gonna find that danger element some somewhere else whether it's you know promiscuous sex or like you know gangs or you know whatever B- boys are gonna look for that thrill somewhere else they'll try to escape into video games i, I it's going to come out, it's going to come out somewhere. So for me, football is a positive just from, you know, so many, so many things, because there is like so many different kinds of players that you need. You need big guys, you need little guys, you need bench warmers, you need, you need everybody. Like in a, in a, in a high school, you're looking at maybe a, on a whole program from like freshmen to seniors, all four years, maybe about a hundred boys. Like, I don't know any, anywhere, anywhere else where you could, you can have that in a school. Like even in wrestling, like there's a small amount of, kids who are going to be willing to kind of go through that grind football's not as hard. So it, I, I think that's, it's just like overall, it's just a huge net positive. And I, and I think we're seeing the effects of that now in the dating scene. And it's, it's showing up in all these other places. I don't know what's yeah, going replaced. on in the dating scene. Something's wrong in the dating scene. Just I've been meeting, I've been meeting people off Twitter and something's really off. Boys can't talk to, to girls. They're socially inept. I've been, well, let me I've ask, been, those boys, can they talk to other boys? I don't know. I don't think they can. I've had a lot of young employees who, at the time, were in their early 20s, and these guys just didn't know how to communicate. I think video games is the biggest problem to that, by far. I'm like the enemy. It's like my... Today, I'm attacking... On Twitter, I'm attacking potheads. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> But that's how they wind up putting two pounds of cheese on a pizza <laughs> and they're playing, playing video games and smoking pot. It's, it's obviously like all together to fusion, but it's the video games, man. I, I agree with you on the football. I think football is great. I personally wouldn't do it, but you know why? It's also not embedded in my culture and it's not embedded in the New York City scene. Mm-hmm. So I never grew up with it. It was never an activity we even had to join. Now that I live out in the suburbs, yeah, there's a couple of teams, but it's not big out here. Um, they have flag football. But it's not yeah, really a like, thing. So no. for some reason, my culture, being Greek-American and also New York City, just doesn't go well. No, I that think, makes sense. Because I probably would I probably would have loved football growing yeah, up. Yeah, you would have. So. Yeah, and I'm from California too. So even then, it was like, this is something that we, we all did. And now, yeah. and now they're trying to ban it for, for, uh, kids under 12, which That's I probably crazy. let my kids, I, I probably wouldn't put my sons in until that age anyway, but for them to just ban it, it's just like, wait, well, like, 
wait, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, who said you get to do that? Yeah, because some kids, so, like, so I played with a guy whose son, like, at w- turned into, like, a super recruit. Five stars, like, everybody, all of the colleges in America wanted him. Nick Saban, ev- everybody wanted him. This kid, when he was, like, eight years old, was already bigger than, like, 13, 14-year-olds. And so it's like, you're telling me this kid can't play? Like, get out of here, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I think the main... I'm Googling because I come from a very big lacrosse town. and Yeah, lacrosse is good too. Yeah, we're like, where, we, where we're located is you, you play lacrosse and you get scholarships. I'm just Googling is lacrosse because I would think lacrosse might be as dangerous as football. This... Uh, I, yeah, lacrosse wasn't a thing when I, when I was coming up. And I think um, I'd actually like to see rugby pick up that, too. I've always been pretty interested. That looks dangerous. <laughs> That, that looks, looks legitimately fun. dangerous. That looks yeah. like so much they, fun. They're not, wearing, <laughs> they're not wearing anything. They're not wearing anything. And it's just bones smashing into it each looks, other. That looks like so much fun. Yeah. Have you seen are, – are you familiar with rugby at all? Or, or I've just watched, like, highlights. I never watched so, a So, like, game. there's a there's a big, like, Polynesian uh, – like, Samoans, Tongans are, like, really big into that. And there's this team, the All Blacks, and they do this thing. It's like a haka. It's like the war dance. It's like – it's just like, wow, like, the the culture – like the culture of football is there's a lot of like, like Christian beliefs. It was like team prayers before like that, that goes on with it. We with, used to do that at, at high school. Uh, they kind of public start, high school. Yeah. They started taking it out once, once I was in, once I was in school. So there's a, there's like that big, there's a lot of like that goes on with football culture. Uh, but also in, in, in rugby, they, so like a lot of them will do this haka and it's just like this Polynesian, like war dance before. Yeah, that's like, where they look at yeah, yeah, dude, it's like, bro, that looks like, Yeah. You don't want if you want if you want to like have a problem with like T levels. It's like watch that and then tell me like if you don't even be like involved or around that you're like hell yeah my T levels are going off the chart side. I'm ready to run through a wall. I think that I think whether it's football whether it's lacrosse or I'm I'm gonna get my boys into boxing. Mm-hmm. I think there's there's something so so there's two reasons. I think that's important. And t- I guess boxing is not really a team sport, but team sports, especially, I think is really important. Mm-hmm. And, and it's the first is you get used to, to getting hit in the mouth. Mm-hmm. I think you just need that. You don't want to be a 30 year old guy who's never got his bell rung. It's just not good for you. You just, it's just not, you're, you're just going to be, you're going to have a, a, a inaccurate understanding of, of your relative safety in the world and how people behave in the world around you. And I just think it's it's dangerous to be a 30 year old guy who's never experienced that. Uh, But the even more important than that, the reason I'm I'm so enthusiastic about team sports is because I saw it firsthand. Mm -hmm. Some of these kids when I was on the football team, I mean, I was I was pretty normal, like I I fit in pretty well. But but some of these kids that joined the team when they got there, I mean, they were dude, they were like your classic pipsqueak nerds that Mm -hmm. didn't have any friends didn't have any confidence. And, and it wasn't like the movies where they got picked on by the quote unquote jocks. That's not what happened at all. Mm-hmm. What actually happened was once they joined that team, they became a part of it mm-hmm. because they, they went through the same stuff we did. They went through the summer workouts. They went through the two a days. They got their bells wrong. And that by the time we got to the season, they were accepted. They were a part mm-hmm. of it. And, and the confidence in these kids who before had none of that, they had none of that confidence. And they were well on their way. If they had never, if they had not joined football, they would have been one of these kids that Pete's talking about, or been one of these kids that put two pounds of cheese on my pizza. <laughs> but, they, but but they went through it, 
and and then and it completely changed them and i bet i i'm i'm convinced it changed the entire trajectory of their life because it gave them that confidence and it let them be a part of something and, and it turned them into leaders in a way that nothing else would have so let me ask this question of all the guys that you played football with just regular high school guys right we're not even talking about like most of, everybody i played with was pretty much regular except for a few guys did they did they have any problems not like keeping a girl but at least like getting a girl right like oh like he at least had i mean a, maybe a maybe maybe some of the like really fat ones still had a hard time like the, <laughs> like the, <laughs> so like, so look there's this joke that chris rock had it was like everybody in the hood even the ugliest guy could get would get a girlfriend right and so i thought about it because i you know i was thinking about this subject a little bit it's like well in the hood it's it's dangerous right so it's like you deal with danger all the time in the hood so what is it to ask a girl out you're always de dealing with the danger yeah. and i think that's kind of a little bit of football it's like yeah there, there's there's some guys on here like dude they stink they like no game or whatever but <laughs> they could at least talk to a girl and like make something happen where it's like you could get a date at least doesn't mean you're gonna like you know do well with them so like all my friends no matter how good looking or funny they were or or not like they could at least at least kind of like get that thing started yeah i think definitely more so than they would have without it no question i'm i'm always perplexed i'm, I'm a little i'm very perplexed with uh with kids these days and the speaking to women i, I find that bizarre I, I i've been trying to figure this out and it's very hard for me to figure out what is going on i i blame it all on social media i, th I, social I blame media, it on screens screens screen in general yeah. screen time i i've been because i don't broken record i haven't had social media in my whole life i just got x when it was twitter a year ago you know and I, my screen time is up and it's depressing. I don't Bro, like it. It's bad. Like it. It's it's terrible. And I I'm imagining these young kids from 14, 15 and up doing screen times six, seven, eight hours a day. They're definitely depressed. They can't speak. They can't communicate with women. They can't do nothing. And they don't understand. And they don't understand what's happening. Like like you and me, Pete, like I pull up Twitter now. It's gotten so bad. The freaking algorithm, bro. Whatever they're doing, they need, they need to get to work because like every time I pull it up, all it is, and it's not like I'm I'm engaging with this stuff. I'm not asking for it. I'm not even looking at it. I'm scrolling past. It. I'm muting accounts left and right that that do it. But everything I pull up is either some stupid like fight video or like some controversial clickbait video or it's people arguing with each other in quote tweets. Oh, and man, I'm you, like, get, you get fight videos. I I yeah, stopped dude. getting fight videos months ago. Finally, I, I, I started muting them every time I see them now. So are you maybe doing the away. are you doing the following or the recommend? Was it for you or the following? I'm still I, I, I default to the for you. I should change that. Yeah, that's probably that's probably, that's probably why. Because sometimes I'll be like, I don't know this person. It's like, oh, for you, and I switch I switch back. Yeah. So everything yeah, I but, see is pre so the thing with that is following is better, but you're not gonna you're, you're gonna trend a little bit nicer with the for you because then you could like snipe out some good uh, topics. Mm. Yeah, you can get you can get in the comments. Because yeah. that's the, that, that's the problem with the algorithm. It's alive now. You have to feed it constantly. I know, and the, and no. you feed it with your with your soul, and it, and <laughs> I don't it's know if you want to feed it. It's tiring, I, I, dude. I so I I've just gotten to the point where so now when I open it and I start scrolling, like I'm immediately I can feel it in my head. I'm like, this is depressing. 
I'm, I can feel my mood go down almost Me immediately. Too. Me too. So, so I've just made, I'm just, I just stay off of it as much as I can, but I still have that reflex cause they got us, dude. They got us hook, line, and sinker. You pick up that phone. You guys are probably like me. First thing you do, reflexively, open up Twitter. Yeah, open that, up X, and like yep. they just got us. And I don't, I don't but, like that. I don't like, I don't like the fact that I have to reframe myself. Which, when I'm aware of these things, and it got me, and now I have to reframe. So I'm kind of trying to figure out that networking is amazing on X. Yeah, I'm meeting great people like you guys. Um, business opportunities are the best I've seen in decades. But I, man, I don't want to do it. I'm like, yeah, like, man, if if I don't need to have the, a voice for my legal situations, and I can just go away in the mist, I might just vanish. I'm serious. I don't, I don't care for it. I I know life be, before it, and it was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's definitely a storm cloud if if you if it if you spend any amount of time on it. So I try to I try now to only go in there to post, and then I'll stay on there for like five minutes and answer a couple comments, and I'm out. I, I'm out. But I still accidentally will open it because I'm just programmed like Pavlog's dog to open it the second <laughs> I pick up. Yeah, dude. And then I realize what I'm doing in five seconds. I'm like, oh, this is terrible, and I'll get out again. Yes, yeah, but uh, but that's helped a little bit. Is just. Do it consciously trying to limit the amount of time I'm in there because it's I, bro, it's so I want to actually <clears throat> some of the best businesses you'll ever make are the ones that you don't want to do that you kind of fall onto. Those are the ones that become successes. Hmm. And I want to create it. I'm literally the last three days I've been creating a methodology on how to use Twitter properly. I'm creating it for myself. And as I'm reading through it, I'm like, you know what? I'll probably be able to sell this because this it's this platform is man it's, it's very aggressive it's becoming alive elon is, elon's making it a living organism and it's no good yeah it's it's uh it's truly like i hate this word but it's truly toxic yeah it is truly truly toxic at this point it is toxic and joe joe you tell me about your usage i want to compare some data as far as like, how much do I use it? Yeah, you're not on too much. Uh, I I am a lot. I'm a, I'm more of a scroller. So like, I work from home, so I'll be like just checking it out because I like to I like to read stuff. So I kind of flip back between like sports stuff. Again, I said I'm a big football fan, so <laughs> I'll, I'll still check that stuff out. But I always try to just be a homie. Like that was always that was my methodology. If I had one, it's like Twitter is a party. You know, I met Harrison, like I never, I never talk sideways to Harrison, even like if he said something I didn't agree with, or even like you was like, I wait, don't, what? I don't, I don't, you disagree yeah, exactly. with me? <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, that, that was just, that was basically it. So like everybody that I I can't, I built up real slow. And even then I'm like at 18 K and it was just my, my whole thing was, Hey, who this dude seems cool. Can we joke Is you know, do we have things in common? Like, all right, cool. So a lot of my stuff is just. I'm a, I'm just like I'm coming to the spot. What's up, PD? How you doing? What's up, Harrison? How you doing? Blah blah blah. Maybe leave a funny comment here. I love gifts. Like, and then you know, if I have a thought for the day, then I'll I'll kind of post that and then and then go from there. But that, that like that's really my strategy. If I have one, it's just like yo, let's be a homie. Like if people talk to me sideways. Is this a homie? First of all, is it related to a homie? All right, block. 
but I, I I don't block that much. I'm not as big as you guys where it's like, all right, man, you guys are coming up coming up with some nonsense. But I mean that's the, I mean that's really it. So like is it toxic on my end? I don't I don't think it is. Am I on it too much? Probably. But I'm mostly scrolling more than anything just because I like to see what people are talking about. So you don't you don't feel what me and Harrison feel. But what Harrison just said, I feel it immediately. The moment I go like this, right? Mm-hmm. 10 minutes in, I got to put it down. And I'm like, something's wrong with me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. This is not, it's like some kind, if it was a cartoon, you know, those fumes would enter my eyeballs and I would just be. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It feels like I'm like deflating like <laughs> immediately or like there's pressure coming down on me immediately when I start yeah. scrolling. Right, scrolling is so what gets me. Yeah. It's the so- scrolling that, that gets me. Yes, yeah, scrolling, scroll. scrolling is what gets me. If I'm if I'm active, posting, replying, and just leaving, I'm good. It's the yeah. scrolling that just it's destroyed. the scrolling, and you're like, oh, I hate this like I hate this motherfucker, like all this, and you're just like constantly <laughs> like this <laughs> bullshit, and like everyone you see, everything you see is just like garbage or somebody yeah. cussing somebody out or threatening somebody and it's just like give, give me a break dude well like so like i'll see the stuff that you post harrison and it's like oh here's some wholesome video and i'll see Petey going off on somebody i'm like that's my boy Petey. he's over there just <laughs> going in on somebody so th- that's kind of how i look at it. it's like oh what's, what, what are what are my like my boys doing or what is like these these people over here, what are they talking about so i try not like, i'm not gonna say i like i don't sometimes feel like oh dang like i'm i'm on here too much let me take a break or whatever but i mean that's kind of my general attitude towards it's it the, it's is to it's, it's just to be like yo like this is i'm gonna see what my friends are talking about like that's that's kind of how i approach it yeah you see what that is harrison it's the intent joel's going in with a different intent where you and i are going in with this i think uh, more of a business type of uh what am i gonna see what am i gonna do mm-hmm. and then it's like what am i here for i'm out yeah, I, you know, because I think originally when I started the whole Twitter thing was because I was doing my own podcast and it was like, oh, I'm looking for people who I can talk to on the podcast, and so that's how me and Harrison kind of initially had our, had our thing was I invited them onto the podcast. So I still kind of have that that approach that I'm gonna invite them on a podcast because I'm not I'm not doing that anymore. But it, it like I am I am who I am. So like the way I talk online is how i talk here for the most part and even then i probably talk more here because i actually don't like typing so that there, there's another part of it is like i actually don't like to type so like sometimes it's like oh should i have, I have a response it's like i'm at the type eh, yeah i hate typing mind. on my phone <laughs> never mind I, I hate typing on my phone too if i gotta write something longer i'm i'm going doing it on my computer for sure but yeah i think that's right Pete. i because because for me everything is through the lens of like I, I have very specific reasons for posting what I post and if it doesn't perform the way I need it to or whatever, like that's also an emotional drain, mm. um, which I got to get over cause it ain't a big deal. Like at the end of the day, you're going to have, you're going to have the reach that you have and it's going to come and go. But, uh, but that, and then, then compound that with scrolling and just seeing stuff. I'm just like, I don't need to see people arguing about the same stuff that they've been arguing about for three weeks. Like, like uh, I, I don't want to call anybody out, but I don't like you, the, you know, what drains me aside from everything you said, 
I don't like, and it's, this is going to be hard to explain. I don't have the, my brain today is clouded. Um, too much scrolling. <laughs> no, too, too much paperwork today. My brain is clouded. <laughs> I, can't, I can't retrieve words that I want to retrieve easily. But um, I don't like the fact that you have to, uh, if you couple in the typing of what Joel said, and you have to explain things with words, and then you have to constantly educate for everything you're about to say, that gets extremely tiring for me. Because for me, it's direct to the point. Um, let's just talk about an investment. This investment is this. And then if you have 20 people saying, oh, but you don't know that. It's like the fact that we, okay, we have to be able to jump over that, but we can't. You know, that step one, I've already proven this. So I don't need to reprove that. So you, the, the, so that didn't, that didn't really sound well. Let's talk about pot, right? Pot, I think, is a habit-forming addiction. But then you're going to get all the people that say, oh, yeah, but it saved me from antidepressants. Yeah, we get it. I get yeah. it. Why do we always have to, you know, that mm -hmm. is very tiring to me. So yeah. I can't get straight to the point, and that tires me. So I just rather shut it down. <laughs> It's, it's people's that 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 happens that gets me too, Pete. People's what is this inability? Called? It's a pathological inability to understand how generalizations work. There you go. My boy's pulling out the words I couldn't pull out. You know, like okay, we know that there are exceptions. We get that. Yeah. That's literally what makes it a generalization. Except, that's that's the, why it's an exception. <laughs> yeah, that's the definition of a generalization. A gen if it, if there were no exceptions, it wouldn't be a generalization anymore. It would be a rule. It yes. would be a, it would be a firm rule. But it's a generalization, which means by definition there are exceptions. <laughs> so yesterday I posted about boomers. God, anytime you post about boomers, man, I, I ain't stopped doing that. But I said something like how boomers, you know, kick their kids out of the house, whatever. Like, and I get, oh, dude, it's like they're all waiting by their phones to come back and be like, well, I'm a boomer and I didn't do that. No shit, man. Come on. Wow. Like you're telling me that, that you didn't do the thing that I said a lot of them do. Wow. That's amazing. Like yeah. <laughs> incredible. Like 16 year olds are more likely to get in wrecks than 35 year olds. Well, I'm 16. I haven't been in a wreck. Okay. Yeah. Big freaking deal. What, what is, why do you have to come and say that to me? All you're doing is showing me how stupid you are with your 90 IQ and ability to understand what a generalization is. Yeah. And that, and that affects the discourse and the comments get all blurred and then it you're it's going off of topic that it, it's just terrible i can't deal with that that's tiring and, oh, I, and I, I guess that's to throw it in there too you got your guys's accounts are way bigger than mine is so like if you guys post something then you got i could i could see that where like if i say something it's going to reach like my homies for the most part like they're going to see it but when you guys post something it's like all these people coming out of the woodwork. Oh, I know the CEO that smokes pot. Like, well, yeah. yeah, but what about the other, all the other people who are on unemployment, you know, smoking weed? What about them? Yeah, what yeah, about... Zuby, Zuby used to, I think Zuby it's the numbers. Zuby used to well, always tell me that once your account gets over like a certain threshold, it becomes unusable. And I used to be like, no, it doesn't. Yeah, you'll see. Everybody loves me. It's so true. Now <laughs> you try to post something and it's just unusable. It's, you, you're trying to have a discourse with some you know, a good group of 50 people, and then you have 50 other rejects. Just, well, I was yeah. dying. I was hooked on Xanax and pot saved me. Fuck you. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I'm talking about the guy who's stoned from morning till night. Yeah. This is a fact. 
the waken bakers man it's so it i think it's a numbers thing too like if if whatever it is 20 percent of the population has an iq below 80 like if, you, if your iq is below 80 you really can't understand generalizations you really yeah. can't you you cannot understand what that means and you can't you can't understand uh, per capita there's a lot of things that you just can't abstractly you can't abstract and so if 20 percent of the people are there and and you get 200 comments well, 40 of them are going to be those people, maybe more because, because they were more likely to hang out and comment on Twitter if they're in that group. So you, so like just the bigger you get, the more of those people that you're going to deal with on a gross number basis. Well, well, a couple of accounts, I think Mike Cernovich has been doing, and I think maybe Alex Finn did it. They're only allowing uh, premiums to comment. Yeah, and, I saw that. I've, I I've thought about that. Yeah, Cerno the other day said that the IQ of the premiums is much higher, so you don't have to deal with stuff, literally, where you said. Now, I thought about that. The problem with that is I've made some great friends who are not blue checks. And, but I don't know, maybe, maybe that is the way, right? It's a nice little filter, easy filter. Yeah, like you, you have to have $16 a month disposable income. You have to be, you have to be smart enough. To have $16 a month disposable income to talk to me. I like that, actually. I, I think that's smart. Well, it's just uh, people who kind of understand the value of a thing, right, will pay for the thing. Yeah. Yeah, but how many, you? I'm sure you guys have both, you guys have been here longer than me. How many great people have you interacted with that weren't premium, right? Yeah, I mean. I guess most... it's hard to say, though, because it was like the people who I kind of built those relationships with they all got checks too. So it was like, would they have gotten a check before? So do you, do you guys interact with people right now? Just off, like quickly off the top of your head that aren't checks. Almost never. And, mm. but, but part of the reason is there's something in the algorithm and, and I do care about getting reach, even though a lot of people say, well, it's vanity. Well, it's, it's a business reason for me. Yeah. It's a fucking I, business. Yeah, so I don't want to do anything that would that would limit my reach. And supposedly, if you interact with like quote unquote low value accounts, that that puts you in the bad boy category on X and the algorithm, and so your reach can get limited. And so I try to stay away unless if it's like an awesome comment and it's not a blue check, I'll I'll be like, yeah, dude, awesome, thank you. But if it's if it's some troll, I I, ne I almost never respond to trolls anyway, or or people who can't understand generalizations. I almost never. I did yesterday. I fell into a trap. I had to dunk on some boomer who couldn't understand, um, and it felt good for like five seconds. And then I was like, man, this was stupid. And then I didn't read my notifications the rest of the day because I was like, I don't even want to go in there. But uh, but most of the time I'll stay away from it because because I don't want to get I don't want to get dinged and whatever stupid games they have in the algorithm. Yeah, I think for me, I, I respond mostly to people I know because, again, it's like, well, you know me, so you're not going to take this the wrong way because you know me, right? It's, it's like this person who's responding to me is like, oh, you don't believe in vaccines or whatever. It's like, first of all, you don't know me, so I'm not going to explain myself to people I don't know. Whereas people who've kind of I've had interactions with, let's just say Harrison or, or you, it's like, oh, you know me, so it's like, there's you know, there's no ill intent to what I'm saying right now, so it's like almost like safer uh, yeah, people, to, to respond that way. People jump into insane conclusions about you based on a very narrow thing that you say. Mm -hmm. I, I posted something today that was like, this subway in Russia is more, is better looking than this subway in Philadelphia. Objectively true. 
Yeah. Okay. And some and some guy comes up. He's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you're pro Russia. I can't oh. believe that you uh, don't you know what they do to political dissidents? First of all, they do a lot of bad things to political dissidents in the USA too. But I was not nowhere did I say that Russia's better than the U.S. I said that this particular subway station is going to lead to better outcomes for people than this piece of trash in Philadelphia, where I which I rode every day for four years, by the way. Yeah, is going to lead to. And then they, they, they extrapolate from that all, whatever they want to believe about you, and they're not scared to say it to the mm-hmm. thousands of people who are going to see it. Yeah, and so that's why I, I, I respond to homies, right? Because it's like, you know where I'm coming from, so I'll interact with you. You butthead, I'm not going to respond yeah. to you. <laughs> but, you know, if, if I'm trying to reach, if we're trying to reach and impact a certain amount of fathers, inspire people, ah, you can't. I can't just do the blue checks. There's tons of people out there who aren't paying for that blue check. Yeah. A... I've gotten, le- I've gotten better. I've gotten more or less, less c- stringent about avoiding the non. There's a lot of negatives in that sentence. Uh, I-, I respond more to non blue checks now than I did three months ago, just because I was like, screw it. Like there's some of these comments are good. I want to shout them out and say, thank you. And so I've started doing that more. Yeah. If a comment is, is good and like adds positively to the conversation, then I'll, I'll respond to that. But like just somebody coming out the woodwork oh, bro. and talking to me sideways. Yeah. Well, why don't you move to Russia? If you like it so much, like <laughs> when did I say that? I did. I, I, I'm very aware that I would prefer to live here. I don't want to live anywhere else. That's, I just, why, I, that's why, that's why I'm here. Right. Yeah. I voted Jeez. with my feet. I'm here. America, <laughs> greatest country in the world. Yes. Still, despite everything. Despite. Still the greatest. I believe that. All right, guys. Well, look, we do have a question. Oh, we do. Should we? All right. <laughs> um, I, I, I think it's an interesting one. Uh, I don't know that we will have a ton to say on it, but I did want to give it a minute. So because, because it was from a blue check. That's why. Perfect. It was from it was from a blue check. This is a blue check, and also five star rated the show, right? I he better have. I'm gonna DM him. <laughs> say we answered your freaking question, bro. Where's your five star rating at? Um, no, he was he he answered it in a comment, so I'll say his name. The Stagfather. Stagfather. All right. At Stagfather, check it out. So he was. We I forgot what he was responding to, but something like uh, he he said, "I live in a suburb, which is similar to where I live." He said, my neighborhood is not super dangerous, but not super safe either. So maybe, maybe some, uh, not, you know, whatever, uh, middle of the road neighborhood. He says, I grew up in a rural environment. I go outside until the street light. I would go outside until the street lights came on. That's how I was raised and that's how I was socialized and it worked. But where I am at now, we don't have that. How do I provide that, that type of upbringing to my son, given my current environment? So the value of, of getting outdoors. Um, can I, can I ask, um, is there a safe, a 100% safe neighborhood in America anymore? I don't know that there was. Definitely, right, 100%, 100% safe. Like, you know, definitely. Well, I could, I can tell you that there's 100% safe neighborhoods in Greece. Where I guess probably not na- probably not neighborhoods the way most people would think. So like in a near a city, within ten miles of a of a center city, no. 
No way. There isn't. No. Uh, but but there are there are places like if you go rural. So this is what I would say. This like I don't know this guy's family situation, but we live in Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, we live in a nice area, a very nice area. But it's like any other city. You go a quarter mile or half a mile, and it's not nice anymore. And, and we still get kids who come around and uh, will like open our car doors at night and like right shuffle through stuff. Uh, it's just the way it is. You, that that happens in every neighborhood in Raleigh, even in five million, ten million dollar houses. That's that's happening. That's because, what I mean. So there's not there's a play, and this is not because I'm Greek. It's just because I'm accustomed to it. There's towns neighborhoods islands in greece where you can leave your seven-year-old kid outside by itself for hours and you will never i can't do it because i'm psych psychologically messed up from america mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true i can't do it but you and 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 greek people mock me in the summer they say why are you why are you looking for your kid <laughs> but you could do that. You could leave your baby in a in a stroller outside, and nobody's yeah. involved. You mm -hmm. could leave your bag. You could leave a ten thousand dollar bag, woman's handbag, and nobody's going to touch it until the next day. It, does that exist anymore in America? It it doesn't exist in, in cities. There's not a single city, probably bigger than a hundred thousand people, where that exists. But I do believe it exists in the small towns. And, and the, the cool thing is, most of the country, there are small towns not very far from, from most big cities. So um, using my situation as an example, my wife's family lives outside of Pinehurst, which a lot of, if, you, if you're a golfer, you know Pinehurst. It's uh, where they've done the U.S. Open a bunch of times. It's about an hour south of Raleigh where I live and easy drive right down one highway. You're there. And, uh, and it's, it's really safe. And Pinehurst itself is getting a little big and there's a lot of military there. Uh, there's a, a big military base right there, but, uh, but there's small towns kind of outside of that. And so that my, my wife's parents live in a really, really small town and we go there with our kids. There's, there's acres and acres of woods. There's a big lake. Nobody messes with anybody. There hadn't been a crime in, 40 years, that kind of stuff, it still exists. And so for this guy, I would hit up that Rolodex, hit up that phone book. Do you know anybody? Do you have any friends, family, whatever, who are in that, who are an hour or less away? Because any, any big city is going to have an hour or less away, even New York City. You go upstate a little bit, there's, there's small towns, hamlets, where, that are a lot different, going to feel a lot different than, than the city itself. And, and find a way to make a refuge in one of those places is what I is my step one that I would tell this guy. Yeah, because, so I I live in uh, forty five minutes away from New York City, and it's very safe. Is it safe enough? This is where I was going with this conversation. Is it safe enough to leave my kids out all day until the lights go out? I wouldn't do it. Um, I just wouldn't. I grew up in New York City, and I grew up at nine, twelve years old. Did, did he say how old his kids are? He did not. I Probably old up, enough to, sit, to want to be able to play outside, though, right? Yeah, like because he wants I, it. I grew up where we would be outside by ourselves, mm -hmm. and my mother would open up the window of a three-story uh, <clears throat> townhouse and say, "Come upstairs, food is ready." It was mm -hmm. Eight o'clock at night, and we would hear from the distance, and 
run back up. And this was a street, you know, cars driving by, you know, buildings and everything. Difference is back then, I also had 30 to 40 kids out, out there mm-hmm. with me playing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. So it's hard for me to answer this question for this gentleman. Like, what is his, his question is how? I, I think he's mostly saying, how do I give, give him that kind of wholesome America rural yeah. experience? Well, I don't even know if it's the the rural thing, but I think the, a, a big point that Petey made was that there was other kids. So uh, I prayed, like, so we just moved in this house, like, almost two years ago. And that was one of the things I prayed for. I was like, let there be kids there that my kids can play with that are coming from good families. Like, I prayed that. So there's really only, like, one family. So the neighborhood kids are really my kids because my kids are outside. So like they'll go to their friend's house and there's a pile of bikes in front in the front of the house. And you would think like, oh, that's the neighborhood kids. Like, no, those are all my kids. So that was that was one of the reasons why we had I wanted more kids. It was there there's this I I had that when I was growing up. Go outside, there was kids my age, a little bit, you know, two or three years older, plus or minus, you know, two or three years younger. So there was neighborhood kids. And this was just a regular neighborhood and i don't part of it too is i grew up in california so in the summertime like everybody was out but here in arizona it's hot so nobody comes out so is it is it that there's less kids i don't know but i send my i send i send my kids i send my kids out there's no video is it the video games too because i think there's a neighborhood kid where it's like i've never seen this kid and i think they have a kid i might have seen him like once it's the it's the video games but Mm -hmm. you know there's not enough kids out there my my neighborhood too. It's there's um, it's a cul-de-sac and perfect, right? Like you would think, perfect, perfect I, for kids. I, yeah, I aimed for the cul-de-sac. Right, and I, they could go outside, they could play with their bikes. But I have three of them the same age, and they're the neighborhood kids. There's a yeah. couple more, but they'll come and go to each other's houses, but they're not really playing outside. Mm-hmm. So so back then it was hard, right? Even though I was in the city. How are you going to do harm to 30 kids? There's mm-hmm. 30 kids playing stickball. Mm-hmm. 30 kids playing yeah. football on mm-hmm. the street. Like, what are you going to, if, if, if you, you're going to come harm one of the kids, there's 29 of them screaming, mm-hmm. right? So I would say what Harrison's saying, you got to open up that book and you got to, you know, you got to find someplace. Yeah, I, I've had this uh, tweet, uh, kind of like a recurring one. And it's like, I hate the play date, but I understand the play date because it's, I don't want my kid just playing with any random kid. I want him to play with kids, but is it a good kid? Is it a kid that I want my my kids hanging around? All those all those things have to be answered. So it's like to me, it's like, ah, oh, man, I hate it. Like I got to set up a time where my wife coordinates with this other family about playing with their kid. When I was just like, yo, go knock on their door, like. But it's it's it's, it's that's not the reality that that we live in for what we want for our family, but. We, we yeah, have from, some we have some neighborhood kids, so my kids are the ones that go knock on the door. And when they come knock on the door, I'm always happy to see them. But they also better say hi to me and my wife. When you come like you come inside, you say hi. All right, like that's yeah. like don't come in here and not say hi to me or or my wife. Say hi. Yeah. That's a good rule. I think from a what, what a lot of people miss because 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 of how bad the news makes things look and social media makes things look is that statistically the the violent crime rate is actually lower. Mm-hmm. now than it was 30 years ago so 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 from that perspective 
it's safer. But where, where that breaks down is what you guys are talking about is there's no longer that safety in numbers. There's no longer, you just go outside and, and nobody's going to mess with 30 kids, but they might mess with two kids. Mm-hmm. They might mess with three kids, but they're not going to do that if there's 30. And that just, that's what doesn't exist anymore. It's, it's less that the, the safety, the safety's gone downhill. I mean, certain crimes are up, but most violent crimes are actually down relative to where they were. Is it, I, I know that fact. I, I've read this data. Does it feel it though? It, it, are those numbers skewed? I, used I don't to walk think so. I don't know. I, mean, I used to walk to school. Yeah, but again, you know, safety with numbers. I used to walk to I th- school. I think you just wouldn't kids. hear about it the way you do now. That's, I think that's it too. It's like now they have, uh, was it like Facebook groups for your neighborhood, right? So I feel like my neighborhood is safe. But then my wife is like, well, that neighborhood over there, there was a break-in or the police were over there. And like I, I had no clue that that was going on, but she's in these facebook groups where it's like oh this is what's going on over here like that's actually not a good place i was like oh really like i wouldn't i wouldn't know so there is this ignorance is bliss or maybe there's too much information of your neighborhood it probably is like really safe but because you're in a neighborhood facebook group you know everything that goes along anytime the cops get called like you know that's going on so it's like oh okay so maybe that's that's you know you hear that news and it, it affects how you parent your kids or how long a how long a leash you're going to give them. It definitely could be, could be a psyop that just the news could be lying about the crime being lower. Um, but, but I also, it, that's always a possibility. But I never thought the, about that. Like get, let your kids out there, let them get yeah, terrorized. Yeah, yeah, you know, cooking the numbers. Um, but, but also it make, it would make sense to me that we, we think it's worse because we hear about it so much more. And everything gets amplified by the news. Um, end of the day, like I don't feel I'm more worried about when when it comes to my kids playing outside. I'm more worried about them like accidentally getting hit by a car. Right. I guess that's just because because of the age yeah. they are too. Yeah. Um, than I am about like crime, but I definitely if I'm downtown where there's like a bunch of people, I'm I'm not letting them that they're holding my hand the whole way, or I'm picking yeah. them up and carrying them for sure. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm not letting them out of my grip. So that was the reason why, again, why I wanted to have more kids is because I could be so vigilant and hyper vigilant. Was I can't be so vigilant over like all the kids. So it's like okay, like oh you're just let me just tell me where you're going. Go, you're going outside. All right, cool. Don't go alone. You know, take your brother, your sister with you, whatever. Like all right, cool. So always, always stay together. That's kind of the rule for my kids. Is just, you know, just just stay just stay together. But but uh, the hyper vigilance, I think, because of that information, I think is is affecting us. Because I think I remember it was like our grandparents' generation was like, oh, you can go play out in the forest, and you could do that all day. And then their parents was like, you can go to the edge of the forest. And then the next generation is like, you could play in the backyard. So it's like we've been bringing our kids closer and closer in because we're more aware of the dangers that are out there. All right, so that's a good example. So. My- I go to a village, my mother's village in the mountains of Greece, northern Greece, right? There's, I don't know, 100 people who live in this village in the winter, and maybe the summer more come, so it's probably about 500. I, at the age of nine, I used to take the the dog of the house, which wasn't the house dog, was just patrolling the, 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 the properties. I used to take this dog, and I used to let it, I used to follow it through mountains forests rivers i i would i would leave the house at 
10 a.m. and come back at 3 p.m. Or my grandfather, if I was late, my grandfather would just do that hardcore whistle. and I would The Phil Jackson it. whistle? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would hear it through the mountains. And believe it or not, the dog used to hear it and then bring me back. Because so, I would just follow the dog. I have the triplets, nine years old. I go to this village for a day or two. <laughs> the kids walk out. I tell them, why don't you walk towards that mountain and come back? That, and my wife's like, have you lost your mind? Where mm -hmm. are you sending them? I'm like, I used to do this. What, what mm -hmm. is going to happen to them? And my kids look at me like, whoa, no way. I ain't going there. Yeah. <laughs> so we've, we've created this, right? There's nothing. Nobody's going to bother them in this village. There is yeah. zero fear. Nothing. Yeah. Right. Well, so when I was a kid, like 12, 13 years old, me and my cousins would walk through Mexico, like in Tijuana. So like high crime, like all border town, like stuff could really happen to you there. We would hop in taxis. We just walk all over the place. How, how old were you? Like 12, 13 years old. Bro. And like me now, like I went to go pick up my daughter and I sent my kids to go pick her up at one of her sports ball events. And I, they were out of my sight for like two minutes. And it was just like, oh man, like it was literally yeah. just like 200 meters, you know, front to back. But I was just like, oh man. And so you forget, it's like, dude, like at 13, 12 years old, 13 years old, I was just roaming around Mexico. That's crazy. You know, had had maybe like three dollars in my pocket, maybe, and it was just <laughs> yeah, like, you know, like you know, like we're walking, we're hopping in taxis, you know. There's, it's not safe. <laughs> yeah, me and my friends were 14 years old on the subways, um, going into New York City. My parents thought we were at a friend's house. We would sneak away, go on a subway, and be in New York City <laughs> doing stupid stuff, and gone for hours, and then coming back. <laughs> Picture that now. Uh, I think circling back to this question, though, is like, how well do you know your neighbors? I think we're, like we don't know our neighbors well, but I'm friendly to my neighbors. So like my kids know the neighbors. So I think that that might be part of it where, you know, the, basically it's like it's low trust, right? Like I don't trust the people that are outside. So I don't trust to let my kids out there. So if you've been in your neighborhood long enough, uh, you know, maybe maybe know your neighbors that might make him feel better about letting them play outside because it's like, you know, I know these kids, they're at this house right here. So I know you shouldn't be talking to them. Whereas if they don't know the neighbors, it's like they, they don't know who it is that should be or shouldn't be talking to your kids. Yeah, that's, that's, that's good advice. That, that's, that's probably the best advice for this guy. Because, I, I, dude, I'm guilty of it. Like, just judging the hell out of people. And then you meet them and you're like, oh, this is, this is a good person. They just, well, you have to. You have to. Yeah. You're dead, right? It's like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to think the worst of you until yeah. proven otherwise because my babies are here. So right. that works. But then you talk to him. It's like, oh, this is, it's, it's fine yeah. if my kid is out here and this person is That's out here. So true. So true. And, and like, unless they're just a total psychopath, like they're much less likely. If they, if they know you and they know the kid, mm -hmm. they're going to be paying a little bit more attention. Mm -hmm. They're, they're going to be a little bit more... Uh, active than if they've like never talked to you and uh, you're just that dude with mm -hmm. that bratty kid that they don't know is running mm -hmm. around. It, every if they're a normal person who just wants to be a good person, then they're going to be a little more invested too. If they Which know. I think most people do. Well, right? oh, yeah, ninety five percent of people. <laughs> yeah. So Man. so like yeah, for like Christmas, my kids will go to the neighbor's house and give them cookies and stuff like that. Right. So it's like they 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 
they see our kids and like they know like those kids belong at that house we know that dad goes and walks around all the time too so that's part of it too is like i don't just send my kids out like i'll go you know walk with the baby and they'll see me interact with my kids so it's like he's he's not here now but he might pop up and he usually does so yeah dad daddy's coming or that that man is coming handsome man by the way yeah the fresh fade fresh fade son just just chop people's hands off and we won't have to deal with this problem anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I do like that that discourse that's happening. The crime, the punishment for crime should be skyrocketed. It should yep. be it, like, we're so soft. It's ridiculous. I don't, I don't understand why we're soft. I, and I, who doesn't agree with this? If somebody doesn't agree with it, something's wrong with that person. Yeah. Even when we were in law school, we even learned that the death penalty actually worked as a deterrent. For people committing crimes and going to prison. Like, it literally works. Because they would interview prisoners and they'd be like, why, why didn't you commit a crime? Or what, like, what, what made you stay out of prison once you got out? He's like, I didn't want to die. It works. <laughs> and, and, and this was in law school, the most liberal place in the world. That's true. They're teaching us that. But then you come out and like the, com- the conventional wisdom is like, it doesn't actually lead to deterrence and crimes. It, it leads to more recidivism, yada, yada, yada. No, it, it literally doesn't. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It works. So we're scared or whatever. We're, we're too good of people whatever yeah while the good people suffer right yeah well listen man i grew up in new york city during the stop and frisk era man there wasn't no crime there crime was nothing it was uh a gorgeous girl can be on the subway at 3 30 4 a.m and ain't nobody was bothering her man Mm -hmm. yep it was a beautiful time rudy rudy the other rudy not rudy rudiger my it boy, yeah. Ru- Rudy started it, and then Bloomberg really nailed. He it. ramped it up. Yeah, man. Ru- Bloomberg was so good. People forget when he ran that stupid campaign to become president. Bloomberg was so good for New York. He got a third, uh, a third run, third, third term. Yeah, man. There you go. Dad's no best endorses higher crime, higher penalties <laughs> for crime. What is it? Harsher penalties. Yeah. All right, guys, we've gone along. This has been probably our longest one yet, so we'll wrap it up. I appreciate y'all taking the time, uh, and I appreciate everybody listening and giving us feedback and talking about the show online. We, anytime I see somebody talk about it, I try to retweet it if I see it. So keep doing that. And um, I'm Harrison at Save Your Sons on X, save.your.sons on uh, Instagram. And check out the links in the description. I'm going to leave a link to Exodus 90, which is a program that I'm participating in right now. A great company that I love and believe in a lot. You can link, you can check them out. I'll leave a link to Sherwood Kids, which is the new company that I just joined. That is a kids streaming platform with nothing but good stuff for your kids that they can read and watch. That's not not full of any garbage that you see on, on normal kids programming. And Pete, where can they find you? X real PDB one. And this is Joel. You can find me at the T H E J O E L L O P E Z on X and put your kids in football. Your boys. Put your kids in football. Death penalty for, for muggings. (laughs) Ban Fortnite from your kids. (laughs) Thanks everybody. All right, gentlemen. Bye.